Welcome. I'm your host, Tino Cattaneo, and you're listening to Authentic Leadership for Everyday People, the podcast where we investigate the connection between effective leadership and authenticity. If you're looking for inspiration and tips on how to become a better leader by being your true self, you're in the right place. This episode is coming to you on a Tuesday and not on a Monday as usual because it is actually Tuesday, October 10th, which is my birthday. And so this is going to be another one of those episodes where in the name of authenticity and transparency, I'm being authentic and transparent with you and bring you a little bit into my world. I'm actually recording this in my home country, Italy. I'm here to celebrate my birthday with my family, but most importantly, I spent my weekend in Florence. Um, You may recall that I lost my mother last year. In the 80s, my mother was the secretary and the main driving force, along with another woman named Alessandra Campisi, of the Parents Association of SIDS victims in in Italy. And SIDS is sudden infant death syndrome. We lost my brother Guido, who was two years younger than me in 1968 when he was just two months old. And so my mom got really involved with the association. Last year at her funeral, um, a woman came up to me that I didn't know. And she shared that when she lost her baby in 2000, my mom had spoken to her and she had a tremendous impact on her. And that conversation basically helped her carry on with her life, helped her have another child. The name of this woman is Allegra Bonomi and she is now the president of Semi Seeds, which is the Italian association that's currently doing work in this area. And she's also the organizer of ISPI 2023, the International Conference on Stillbirth, SIDS, and SUDI. And what Allegra shared with me was that she and Barbara Hines, who is her co-organizer, she's the president of First Candle, which is an American organization that works with SEEDS. So, as I said, Allegra and Barb had decided that because of the work that my mom had done on behalf of SEEDS and on behalf of SEEDS parents in the 80s and how pioneering it had been, they wanted to dedicate the whole parent track at ESPE 2023 to the memory of my mom. And very kindly, they asked me to be present in Florence this weekend to give a short speech remembering my mother and my brother Guido. As you can imagine, it was a highly emotional moment, um, highly rewarding, and I'm, I cannot tell how grateful I am enough to have had a chance to really see the impact that my mother has had on other people at a time that's been really difficult for me. Now, those of you who have listened to many episodes of this podcast may remember that this year in February, in honor of my mother's birthday, I published an episode which was called Leadership Lessons That I Listened For My Mom. And as I'm here in my hometown of Milano, spending time with my brother and my father, I had a thought that I don't want to wait for something bad to happen to my father to talk about what I learned from him who has also been a huge influence in me and how I think about leadership. And so what I want to do in this episode is spend a little bit of time talking about three leadership lessons that I learned from my dad and that I think really influenced the way that I work. And then since it's my birthday, I want to talk about the way that I've been celebrating my birthday for the past 12 years. Uh, I've been organizing something that's called a Daniel Pearl Music Day, Harmony for Humanity event. 
and I'm going to talk about why that is important to me, why I chose to do it, and why I think that is even more important and relevant today, given the recent events. I said I was going to talk about three leadership qualities that I learned from my dad. There's actually a fourth one, which I already mentioned in the episode um, when I talked about what I learned from my mom. And that is also really important to me um, and that I'm actually going to cover at some point in the future in a single dedicated episode. And it's the idea of servant leadership. I definitely learned that the role of the leader is to be in service of the people that they lead. I, I do have memories of my dad when I was a kid telling me that in his role as CEO, his job was to make sure that the company was financially solvent because there were employees, vendors, clients, and suppliers that depended on that. And I also remember very clearly, he was always very vocal. He, you know, we are from Italy and he was a CEO in Italy. He was always very vocal about the fact that he thought it was immoral how much more CEOs were paid in the U.S. compared to employees. So that was something that stuck with me. As I said, um, I kind of talked about it right now, but I'm going to cover servant leadership a lot more in depth in the future. So these are the three other qualities or lessons, if you will, that I got from my dad. The first one is the idea of accountability and of sense of duty. The second one is the idea of always thinking for the long term. And maybe that's not a necessarily a leadership quality, but that's something that has really influenced uh, my career and, then I, and the way that I thought about developing. And then the final one, which is probably the most important one and something that I'm incredibly grateful for from my dad, is the importance of always being transparent and telling the truth even though that's something that sometimes um, people don't want to hear. So the first uh, concept I was talking about is the idea of accountability and the, the sense of duty. When I was a kid, uh, my dad always said that when you start something and you give your word, you have to finish it. And that translated to sometimes um, starting a sport, but then in general to a lot of the activities that I was a part of. And this idea of accountability and sense of duty that once you have made a commitment, you have to stick to it, is something that has followed me for my whole life. You know, it's almost become a physical need and like a physical impossibility. When things get really hard and I want to quit, or when I want to give up of something, there's this instinct that tells me that, no, I made a commitment and I should keep through with it. I'm not going to tell you that I've kept through and stuck with every commitment that I have made because over 30 years of career, you're not always able to do that. But my need to do that has always been there. And I have definitely stuck to a lot more commitments than I would have without this great lesson and this great influence from my dad. The second really important lesson is the idea of always thinking for the long term. That's a lesson that's been really important for me 
in the management of my career. And it came from when I was a student and I would take out jobs. You know, my dad would always say, your job right now is to prepare yourself for the long term, for the future, for your occupation. You may have an opportunity right now to get a job that pays you more right now while you're a student, but where you're not going to learn anything that's going to be helpful to you in whatever it is that you're working on doing. And then you may have an opportunity to get a job that pays you less or even almost nothing, but that helps you develop. If you can always take the job where you're going to develop long term. And of course, I acknowledge the fact that you know, I was never in a position to have to take job because I really needed the money at the time, that I was very fortunate that any job that I took as a student were really a job that I took to develop and learn. But that perspective um, stuck with me. I, I, I had a first job working in New York in, in a regular business job. And at the time, I thought I really wanted to work in publishing. And I had an opportunity to take a publishing job that paid about two-thirds of the job that I had at the time. I quit my job and I took the publishing job. And even though after nine months in publishing, I realized that that was not the work that I wanted to do. That was not the career that I wanted to take. I never regretted making that decision because... It was in service of my long-term career, and it was something that really allowed me to learn that what I thought I wanted to do was not what I wanted to do. And I've taken that mindset of making decisions for the long-term in my work leading companies, or you know, it's something that comes into mind when I have decided whether or not we want to take a client on, whether I want to take a client on in my coaching business or in the marketing work that I do is, is this client really good for me as I develop? Is it good for the company? Is it good for my team? If it isn't a right fit, even though economically it may be a really important client to take, I always try to say no um, to the client and really just take only the type of work that will allow the company and me to develop the way that we want. The third and final and most important quality is the idea of always telling the truth. And there's a wonderful anecdote. My father's name is Franco, which in Italian means Frank. At some point in his career, somebody gave him, you know, somebody that he worked with gave him a thankful plaque that said, a Franco di nome e di fatto, which I think could be translated as to Frank by name and by deed. And it was really an acknowledgement of the fact that my dad would always tell you the truth. That was something that is probably the most important influence in the way that I think about my work, about both how I work with my clients and with my teams. I've been in the service business now for 30 years as an investment banker, a consultant, a marketer, and a coach. My commitment to my team and to my clients is that I will always tell them what I believe is the right and most important path for them to succeed. It may not be something that they want to hear. It may be something that 
they strongly disagree with and may even lead them to choose to no longer work with me. But they can always know that what I tell them is guided by my true belief of what's best for them. Over time, this mindset has really worked extremely well for me in my relationship with the people that I work with and with my client. So I promised you a short time on the qualities of my father, qualities that I bring very proudly into my work every day. So we talked about very briefly servant leadership and then the three ideas of a work ethic slash accountability, the idea of thinking for the long term, and the idea of always telling the truth. I hope that this brief conversation inspires you to think about how you incorporate these ideas in your work and how you lead people, manage people, and serve your clients, and maybe make some changes if you're not incorporating them. And let me close this section about my dad with one thought. As you can guess, when you have two people who are hell-bent and always telling the truth and what they believe is best, sometimes there's conflict and disagreement. But I really love my dad and I'm thankful for what he did with me and for what he taught me. And I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. And I always think of him when I hear the song Independence Day. There's a line in there that says, I guess that we were just too much of the same kind. That's a line that made me think of him. And then there's a beautiful line, the way the song closes. It says, Papa, now I know the things you wanted that you could not say. I swear I never wanted to take those things away. And that's the way that I feel. I feel I got a lot from him. I feel we had, when, when we had conflict, uh, it was never coming from a place of not loving the other person. And I think it went both ways. So since we mentioned music right now, let me talk about Daniel Pearl Day. So if you're not familiar with Daniel Pearl, he was a journalist who was kidnapped in Pakistan in 2002 while doing research on Al-Qaeda and he was killed. Um, you may remember the movie with Angelina Jolie who played his wife. His wife at the time was pregnant. And um, Daniel, aside from being an incredible journalist, was also a fiddle player, a very good fiddle player. And his family had this incredible initiative that they launched to call Daniel Pearl Music Day. And every year they ask that people play music in the uh, idea, to celebrate the idea that music brings people of different um, nationalities and beliefs together. Just by coincidence, the week that Daniel Pearl was kidnapped, we had staying with us uh, some friends, one of whom worked at the Wall Street Journal. And so while the public knowledge was not very spread at the time, we unfortunately followed the events very closely through the calls that our friend was making back to the home office. Um, at the time, I had a newborn daughter. Uh, our friends also had a very young daughter, newborn, almost newborn. and. You know, the idea of 
this woman was pregnant at the time with her husband being kidnapped and not knowing whether he would come back and then that ending up unfortunately with his murder really connected me connected with me very emotionally um later on i found out that daniel pearl was born on october 10th just like me and so i had the idea of creating a concert to participate in daniel pearl music days where i would get a husband and get a number of my favorite singers in boston and we would all play songs to celebrate this idea of making music together, the singers come from different genres and backgrounds. And so we celebrate that idea. And I'm very proud to say the event was hosted by the Leaser Lounge for the first eight edition. We, with the COVID, we had one event at the Fallout Shelter in Norwood. And then we've done our 10th event at the Burren in Somerville. And we're going to have our 11th event, which I call Daniel Pearl Day, Daniel Pearl Music Day goes to 11 on October 26th at the Burn in Somerville. So if you're around and you live in Boston, come and hear some rock and roll on October 26th. Since one of the core ideas behind Daniel Pearl Days is the idea that freedom of the press is really important to protect democracy and that journalists who are reporting in foreign areas should be protected. This year's event is dedicated to, unfortunately, another a journalist from the Wall Street Journal, which is Evan Gershkovich, who has been held without reason prisoner in Russia. And the Wall Street Journal has, any, has a campaign to Make sure that everybody remember that Evan is there and hopefully to lead to his liberation. So this show this year specifically is dedicated to Evan Gershkowitz and we stand with Evan. And you can go to wallstreetjournal.com to learn more about what you can do to help support the cause of Evan Gershkowitz. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, find a friend who may enjoy it and tell them that they should listen to it. And if you really like the show, tell your friends and post about it on social media. Every little bit helps. Make sure you're subscribed to the show on your favorite listening platform so you don't miss any episode. And if you listen on a platform that allows reviews like Apple Podcasts, Audible, Good Pods, please leave us a stellar rating and a review. Five stars all the way. Stick around because after the credits, I'm going to play a song by Susan Catania, one of Boston's best Americana singer-songwriters. For more information and all the links, go to the website, al4ep.com, spelled with the number four. You can email me at dino at al4ep.com. And please follow the podcast on the social platform that you use. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at al4edp with the letter D. And on Facebook, look for Authentic Leadership for Everyday People. This episode was produced by me, Dino Cattaneo. And the theme music was composed, produced, and arranged by Nicolas Cattani, who also played keyboards and drums with Tony Savarino on guitar and Jesse Williams on bass. And now, here's the song by Susan Cattani. It's a beautiful ballad called Took Away My Sky from her first album, Brave and Wild. In your 
song A smoky mountain sunset In your kiss I felt The whole world spinning just for us And in your touch I felt beautiful You turned this simple heart Into a work of art How could you love me like that? So completely How could you love me like that? And ever leave me How could I feel like this? Heaven at my fingertips You gave me wings to fly And took away my sky I'm the scar that marks a place where love has been I'm in pieces, baby, scattered on the ground, earthbound How could you love me like that, so completely? How could you love me like that, and ever leave me? like this heaven at my fingertips you gave me wings to fly and took away my sky high so high above it all Game.